the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 WVBA Talk Show of the Year, Jordan Nicewarner and Marcia Kavalik. It is Wednesday the 20th. You are tuned in to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving us Virginia and Maryland, having individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Marsha is out for the rest of the week as she is down in Orlando. I think she's moving one of her daughters back up uh, out of this way, out of school. I think she's probably... On a plane right now. I should have done the probably the um, good co-host thing and asked her what her flight number is and then tracked it, do one of those flight tracking things. Probably should have done that, but if she's listening, hope you have a nice flight, Marsha, and hope you have a great time down in Orlando. And I'm sorry I wished rain on you yesterday. I know you were a little upset with me that I did that, but I apologize. But I do want to bring first guest on the show. Now, we're talking about a lot on our other sister stations, Christmas in July, right? It's a big uh, topic nowadays, Christmas in July. And I think what better way... Uh, to celebrate Christmas in July, to get into the spirit, then a chilled cocoa crawl in Berkeley Springs on Friday. And joining me on the phone is Jules. Jules, good morning. Good morning. So tell me a little bit about this chilled cocoa crawl. Well, um, we're very excited about this. This is our first one this year. Um, We've kind of become famous over here in Berkeley Springs for our December event. Mm -hmm. So we have a regular non-chilled cocoa crawl (laughs) in December. That's so much fun. And we thought, hey, let's do it for Christmas in July and chill the cocoa. So we're we're really excited and um, looking forward to some really delicious cocoa. So when you say chilled cocoa, uh, I mean, are people walking around with, you know, still the hot cocoa, but you got maybe cooling tents around and things like that? Or is the hot cocoa itself chilled? No, it's it's actually cold hot cocoa. Right. <laughs> yes, it's the, the, the cocoa itself is chilled. And um, as, as your weather report said, it's going to be a hot day on Ooh. Friday. So nice, cool drinks will be a, a real treat as, as you go from store to store. So what all stores are involved in this uh, chilled cocoa crawl? Well, we have 10 different stops on, on, the, um, on the crawl this year. And um, so we have an antique mall. We have um, a candle shop. We have um, lots of little gift shops. We have a spa. We have um, one of our restaurants is doing it. So we we have um, all different, and you know everybody has a different flavor or you know type of cocoa that they're doing. So you can try them all. Um, we have peppermint patty and hazelnut and um, an old timey chocolate soda. Uh, like you used to get at, you know, uh, yeah. soda counters the way back when. Um, we have one that's called the Christmas Delight. Oh, I'm, what's that I'm one? Do you know what that one is? I can't tell details because, oh. you know, you, you have to come and check it out for that one. 
<laughs> the, yeah, I'm looking on uh, the Facebook page here, or the Facebook event uh, page for it. Again, happening this Friday, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. in downtown Berkeley Springs, which really is the perfect place for something like this, right? Especially in the wintertime when you do uh, your cocoa crawl. I mean, it's the perfect little small town kind of backdrop to be walking around uh, and, well, in this case, having a nice cold cup of, uh, of hot chocolate, I guess. Exactly. I mean, there's a reason that Hallmark used Berkeley Springs as, you know, with for footage for, um, you know, their their holiday things, because we really are a holiday Hallmark town. You know, we have the gazebo in the middle of the park. We we have little shops and and smiling shopkeepers. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just like being in the middle of a Hallmark movie. And um, that doesn't go away just because, you know, it's warm out instead of cold out. Right. (laughs) So, yeah. And it it really is. It's so much fun. I mean, like I said, this is our first chilled cocoa crawl, but Mm -hmm. we've been doing the, um, the one in December for several years now. And it's just, people just have so much fun with it. And um, people bring their families, people bring their friends, um, people travel from miles away because they know that they're going to have a good time in Berkeley Springs. And speaking with Jules about the first ever chilled cocoa crawl happening this coming Friday, the 22nd in downtown Berkeley Springs. And you uh, mentioned a couple of the flavors already, but I'm looking and I see a salted caramel, I see a a Uh red velvet, uh, hazelnut again. So which one was your favorite? I think you mentioned it again, but what's your favorite uh, cocoa flavoring? Well, I, I honestly don't get a chance to try anybody else's because, you know, I'm a little busy serving cocoa. Right. Um, my, my personal, um, our, our flavor that we make is a salted caramel hot chocolate. And um, I make my salted caramel by hand, and then I add it to the cocoa, and it's, it's pretty amazing, I have to say. Man, I might have to get up there and yeah. try some of this. You are. It's, it's pretty interesting. Several of the other shopkeepers and I were talking about the fact that you know, in the wintertime, at least we have the outside as a refrigerator. So when we have, you know, 10 or 12 gallons of cocoa, mm-hmm. you know, because we have to make it in advance. We're all small stores, so right. we don't have a kitchen in the back that we can be making it as we go. Um, so, so usually we have the outdoors as, as a refrigerator, but then we have to worry about heating it up and keeping it hot and all of that sort of stuff. And And this time... We have to worry about refrigerating. It's like, well, maybe maybe we should reverse this. Maybe we should do cold cocoa in December and hot cocoa in July. It would be a lot easier. (laughs) Yeah, speaking (laughs) with Jules about the first ever uh, chilled cocoa crawl happening uh, this coming Friday at downtown Berkeley Springs. I do like the idea, though, because I feel like there's a lot of momentum right now behind the Christmas in July stuff. I feel like, well, I saw the Greenbrier downstate. Um, their whole uh, they they're decorated for Christmas right now for Christmas in July. So why not? You know why not have a hot cocoa or a chilled cocoa crawl? Exactly, and and it's I mean I'll be playing Christmas music, and for once we won't be completely sick of Christmas music. <laughs> we can really enjoy it. Yeah, I'm, uh, I suspect that there's going to be a lot of Santas in Hawaiian shirts floating around there, huh? <laughs> well, we, we actually did. I, I was seeing on Facebook yesterday that Santa was in town w- walking around to several of the different shops yesterday in, ah. in his Hawaiian shirt. So, ah. you know, if Santa vacations in Berkeley Springs, you should too. Look at that. The perfect place, right? Perfect place to kind yeah, of rest and absolutely. relax for a little while. But again, speaking with yeah. Jules about the first ever uh, chilled cocoa crawl happening this Friday, uh, again, from uh, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. in downtown Berkeley Springs. Can you let people know uh, how to get in touch maybe with you if they want to have any questions about your salted caramel that you're making or just to find out some more information in general? Absolutely. Well, um, 
Hometown Holidays in Berkeley Springs on Facebook. Um, we, we have a Facebook page, and we, we have an event for the Chilled Cocoa Crawl. Um, again, that's Hometown Holidays in Berkeley Springs. You can message us through there. And um, I, I happen to have a shop, too, so you mm-hmm. can always go to my Facebook page as well, which is Jules Enchanting Gifts. That's J-U-L-E-S. Awesome. Um, and and I, I publish my recipe and everything. So if you can't make it, which you should because it's so much fun, <laughs> um, you, you can sort of attend virtually and check out all the shops online and and see, you know, see, see what we have to offer. I think there's a perception sometimes that um, downtown Berkeley Springs is just for tourists or right. it's, you know, it's, it's all expensive stores. And that's just not true. You know, we we. We're your neighbors. You know? yeah. we, we all live in the community. We're part of your community. And um, we, we appreciate everybody who comes in. And, you know, it's, it's much more fun than shopping in a mall because mm-hmm. we're all unique and we have unique things. And so you can come down and get a gift and get a card for whoever you need. And you're not going to break the bank. Mm-hmm. And uh, your friends and neighbors who own the stores are really going to appreciate that. And with the price of gas, it's much cheaper to do that than to drive to, absolutely. you know, yeah. some big city. No, absolutely. And I agree <laughs> with you 100%. I mean, you're going to have a ton of people at this uh, on Friday. And like you've had a ton of people at the uh, normal cocoa crawls in the uh, in the wintertime in December. And you're, yes, of course, you're probably going to have half the people there that aren't from Berkeley Springs, maybe from the surrounding area but excuse me you're also going to have half that are from berkeley springs and have forever been from berkeley springs that are coming out to support a cool event in downtown exactly and we we would encourage it's a completely free event um so you know that that's we don't sell tickets this is something that the owners the the store owners and the business owners do to give back to the community and to say thank you to our customers and at the same time Make sure you shop because there's some great shopping to be had. Make sure that you come and, you know, have, have a drink at our brewery. Um, ha- have, a, have cocktails or a meal at one of our restaurants. Check out our spas because we have some amazing businesses in mm-hmm. Berkeley Springs, and it's all small businesses. You know, there's nobody who's some big chain or right. whatever who's, who's here. They, these are all small businesses and small small shops and small spas and, and people that, um, you know, it, it, it's not some big corporation who's just, you know, listening for the cha-ching. We're, we're all people who go, yay, cha-ching. <laughs> <laughs> and then you share it with the rest of the community. You go out and you, exactly. uh, you know, put it back in the community, which is the super, which is a super cool part, which is why I think the Berkeley Springs community, the Morgan County community is a, uh, is so cool. But Jules, thank you for joining me this morning. Talk about the first ever chilled cocoa crawl happening on Friday in downtown Berkeley Springs. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And that was Jules talking about the first ever Chilled Cocoa Crawl happening this coming Friday, the 22nd, from 5 to 9 in downtown Berkeley Springs. And what a cool idea. Now, I tried to make it up last this past winter for, or well, the last time they had the um, chill or the actual Cocoa Crawl uh, in December, and it was packed. There's so many people there. And this is a cool idea, you know, to kind of get that buzz back. I mean, we're doing a uh, Christmas in July sale over on our website. I guess I should mention that. Uh, go to PanhandleNewsNetwork.com. Click on that WV Bargains banner, and you can find some uh, half, some last-minute deals, some Christmas in July deals there. But the interest is there. People are talking about it. So why not do it like this? And, it, you know, it brings people into downtown. And like she Jules was saying, downtown Berkeley Springs is the perfect place to do any of that. Can you just picture getting yourself a nice, chilled uh, cocoa drink? 
you know, go walk into the park, you sit by that gazebo, you go sit by a big tree, you know, maybe even go sit in a spa with one of those uh, chilled cocos. Sounds like a pretty good way to spend a Friday afternoon, if you ask me. The chilled cocoa crawl in downtown Berkeley Springs, happening Friday from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. But we do got to get to break. We'll be back with more Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, part of the Panhandle story for 75 years. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm, suing us Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. Family Law, Criminal Defense, DUI, Personal Injury, Mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonandJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Marcia is out for the rest of the week as she's down in Orlando, Florida. You know, if I was going to go to Florida, I mean, I know that she has to go to Orlando. I mean, that's where her daughter is, right? It's where she's going to do the things that she's going down there for. But look, if you're going to Florida... Is Orlando really the place you want to go unless you're going to, uh, you know, for family, of course, or just Disney World? Like, go to the beach, right? Go to Tampa. Go somewhere, Miami. Why not? Um, but, you know, I'm always looking around. Speaking of Tampa, Miami, looking at the housing market, right? There's, there's always houses for sale, but it's tough to get through all the, you know, red tape, all the confusion, especially for somebody like me that, you know, has a hard time comprehending some of these things from time to time. And there's so many options out there. There's different, you know, ways to sell your house. It's hard to just sell it in the first place. I mean, you can get different options like, you know, maybe you can make a few changes here or there. You can make a couple, you know, major changes and you get a bunch more money for your house or you just leave it as is and, you know, hope you get the money that you want. And who do you go to find the answers to those questions? Well, it's Liz McDonald is who you go to. Liz McDonald of the Danger Drillity Group. She's going to give you an immediate cash offer for your home without all, all of the large hidden fees. And, you know, we they get that sometimes things change. And uh, if they do and you need to get out of that contract that you really need to get out of, well, you can. And Liz is going to help you do it. Liz McDonald of the Dandridge Group. Give her a call at 304-885-7645. And then Google Dandridge Realty Group. Google Dandridge Realty Group. Now, we're getting into a pretty cool time of the year, especially around here. Uh, It's fair season. Is right around the corner as we get into August and whatnot, and you'll be able to find uh, us in our different sister stations at either you know, Jefferson County Fair or at the Berkeley County Youth Fair. And I was kind of going through the uh, email or the email sphere, the uh, web sphere today. Came across an article talking about an exhibit that's down at the library for the Berkeley County Youth Fair. Now it's the 75th anniversary of the Youth Fair, and um, you know everybody knows of it out at the fairgrounds. But fun fact. Back in the day, uh, the youth fair used to be out at Corbin Field behind Martinsburg High. Can you imagine the youth fair happening at, on that field nowadays? I don't think they could get a sheep, a pig, a cow, anything anywhere close to a Corbin Field right now. But that's pretty interesting. And then, of course, in the 80s, they moved it out to the fairgrounds. But, uh, yeah, pretty cool. And I, it's always fun to get to talk to those kids, and especially the youth fair, for uh, you know, example, to see how, you know, intense these kids are taking and how prepared they are. We spoke with the Washington County Ag Queen not too long ago here on Panhandle Live and to hear her talk about 
you know, her background in farming, how she always looked forward to the Ag Fair, meeting her friends, meeting new friends every year. It's just very cool how the kids get involved, 4-H, different things like that. Mikey Withrow, we've talked to him about the Youth Fair all the time and how excited he gets, you know, around that time, especially for, you know, his kids, his people, is very neat. So make sure you, if you got some time, head on down to the library. Martinsburg Public Library as they have their rotating exhibit uh, with the Berkeley County 250. And right now it's talking about the Berkeley County Youth Fair. But stick around. There's more Panhandle Live around the corner on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Taking local stories and sharing them with the four state. This is Panhandle Live. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm, serving us Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Marsha is out for the rest of the week as she's down in Florida, hopefully having a great time, and hopefully it's not raining. I still feel bad that I wished rain on her yesterday, right as she was getting ready to fly out of here. So hopefully she has perfect weather down in Florida, but that doesn't mean that I'm alone in here all day today. Do have the next guest joining us here in studio in the music it only means one person and one person only steve allen director of the jefferson county homeland security and emergency management steve how you doing today i'm doing great jordan good to be here good to be here so uh before we really get to talking uh about this kind of stuff you're a baseball guy you know baseball yep. especially around the area what about yep. uh, that chase the lauder getting drafted did you Isn't see about that amazing that? yeah oh that, that's great Great to see that. Yeah. It's cool for the kids around here, you know. I mean, you had a son to play to, you know, yep. you know, kids around. It's cool that they have that, you know, here. And it's tangible. They can see it. I mean, he comes back. I think he still might even live around here. So right. see him around. Yeah, it's it's good to have someone of his caliber. Right. Um, that, uh, and, and the kids. And, and starting Little League and, uh, you know, even smaller and T-ball and things like that. And you, you have something to shoot for that, like you said, is tangible that you can see that, you know, you play well, you work well, you 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 become a leader of men mm-hmm. as well, and and go through all of that, and uh, you can achieve what uh, he's done. Yeah, and from what I've heard, uh, everyone I've talked to about him says says he's a great kid, and he'll be a great ambassador for the area. That's for sure. But yep. Steve, uh, you know, we know why you're in here. What could possibly go wrong? And we're into that weird part of the year where it's super super hot, and that means. Anything weather-wise can happen. Exactly. And that's uh, uh, right now, um, through this weekend, we're under the extreme heat um, advisories right now that, uh, you know, the temperature is going to be up, albeit, and I I just checked this morning to see what the relative humidity is because heat is one thing, but that Mm -hmm. humidity that sticks with it. Now, for today and and right now, we're we're looking at around 80% or so. And then uh, by lunchtime, it'll drop down to about 67%. Then by evening, when that greatest heat of the day is is on us, it'll only be down to 40%. So, you know, it, it's good and bad, though, uh, because the, that relative humidity can really make it difficult for you. But um, on the firefighting side of it, that low humidity means that uh, if you have a brush fire, a woods fire, anything like that, people that are disposing. It takes uh, off. At, at, and, and there's nothing to slow it down other than somebody you know, knocking it down with water right. and, and going through or even on the larger fires and things like that, that you you have uh, uh, large tanker, air tankers and things like that that are coming through. And, of course, we don't we don't see that mm-hmm. in the eastern panhandle. We don't see the airdrops like they're seeing. Well, is that because Texas. it's always so humid? 
Well, not only that, but uh, there, the um, uh, resources that mm-hmm. you need. Now, they have some of those resources down into Virginia yeah. and places like that. But in the Eastern Panhandle, we have to call for right. those types of things. And then that's a mutual aid or that's uh, um, an, another form of uh, resource request that we have to go through and, and, and things of that nature. So well, I know some we people are, watch that. See, I know some people are kind of iffy on uh, air conditioning, right? Because it's <laughs> a lot of electricity, right? The emissions, things like that, whatever. But exactly. uh, I've been watching the Tour de France and they're in just as bad, if not worse, for heat wave over there right now. Right. And a lot yes. of the places there, they don't have air conditioning. It's just windows and fans. And it's crazy to see how people are just clamoring under trees and things like that to get away. Absolutely. Um, in the, the May time frame, April, May time frame, I was in, in Ireland mm-hmm. on a once again, a genealogical type uh, oh, cool. uh, trip that we were going over there for. But uh, my wife and I, when we checked in, there's no air conditioning. Nope, you, you open know, the windows. Open the windows, yeah. yeah that's With it's no exactly screens. Right. Yeah, that's no correct. No screens, which that's, really bugged yeah, me, no yeah. pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> well, and we were on the, the lower floor, so you don't know if somebody's going to yeah. come in. I mean, it's low crime rates and things like that, right. but you just never know. Uh-huh. But, yeah, they, they rely on the windows, and like you said, no screens or anything no, like so that. No, so be thankful that we're dealing Absolutely. with this heat wave with air conditioning. So, yes. But you also yes. said something that I think was interesting because I've always been told, you know, if, you, if you're if you going to work out in summertime, wait until the evening because mm-hmm. it starts to get a little cooler. But you said uh, there, and if you misspoke, I mean, I'm not yeah. calling you out, um, that it's hotter in the evening time. Is that well, just th- because that, the heat is hotter and then like during the middle of the day, it's more humid and things like that. So then it's a little, it feels a little worse well, to it, go it, out. It just so happens that uh, today's weather was that way. Okay. Uh, you know, you have, yeah, yeah. you have your moist air that's coming up from the South, from the jet streams and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it just, it just depends. Uh, yeah. you know, there, there are so many variables in, in meteorology and I'm, I'm by no means a meteorologist. <laughs> I'm only the messenger from the meteorologist. But if somebody says, was looking to go, well, right. you know, walk the dog, go right. for a jog, when should they be yeah. doing that, you think? And that's that's mornings and evenings. Mornings and evenings, exactly. Yeah. The mornings, you may still have some higher humidity and so mm-hmm. forth, but at least it's cooler. Yeah. And uh, and you were talking about air conditioning. Um, the air conditioning is a must. Oh, I'll need that. So, need uh, that. There's nothing more. I had one summer where my car, the car I had at the time, didn't have air conditioning. Mm-hmm. Worst summer, I think. I think in my life, but what else should we be keeping out, especially with this heat? Well, of course, uh, the first thing is find air air conditioning if if uh, we're under the extreme war, um, heat uh, conditions or warnings. Um, strenuous exercise, of course. Fire departments, you, you, I mean, you know, you you have a fire, it's it's strenuous, uh, you know, nonstop until the fire's knocked down mm-hmm. and and so forth. So you have to watch that. Watch for those heat uh, uh, illnesses like. Uh, uh, well, all the way up to heat stroke, where mm-hmm. your body is now shut down and doesn't realize that that uh, you know you don't have uh, you don't have the coolness that you need and and the uh, the hydration and so forth. Yeah, I think I've heard right. uh, when if you're outside and you're working, maybe cutting the grass, doing whatever. If you start to feel cold, yeah. then you need to you need to really get some water and get into some shade that, fast. That's correct. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, and, and, uh, also, uh, what we want to point out to everybody is, uh, check on your neighbors, check on your, especially your mm-hmm. elderly family members to make sure everything's all right with them, uh, you know, offer them up, um, you know, if they need to, if their if their air conditioning doesn't work or they rely on fans or something like that. And that's the one thing we've, we've strayed away from is having shade, having shade trees around our homes. Many of us have, removed all the trees yep. therefore you don't have any shade or anything like that so you don't have the cool breezes with that shade mm-hmm. on through there and it's nice uh 
uh, at, at, at my house, um, I'll go out underneath the trees and it, it may be, you know, scorching outside, but underneath that tree, it's nice. It's and a, a nice significant breeze. difference. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, drinking plenty of fluids, keep yourself hydrated, those types of things. Watch for the heat cramps or heat exhaustion. And once again, that, that greatest is the, the heat stroke that you, you know, have to be conscious of. And uh, the, the big thing, never leave, uh, and that's the, the highlight of, of my speech, is uh, never leave children mm-hmm. or your pets in your cars. Don't, no matter what, you know, mm-hmm. that's, uh, and, and I know, I, I see uh, some advertisements now that detect if you've left someone in your car or something. It's, it's like, well, that's, that ought to be common sense. Right. You know that. If, if you bring somebody out and put them in your car or, you know, your pet or your children, you ought to know that, hey, the kids are in the car. Yeah. So I'm, I would say that I can I can tend to be sometimes, of course, can't throw myself too far under the bus, a forgetful person. But <laughs> I also don't have children. But I can't think of a time. I mean, yeah, if you're rushing around, you got different things going. But if it's, you know, crazy hot out, yeah. I can't think of how you could do that. Leave a kid or a yeah. car or, you know, an yeah. animal in the car. And it doesn't take very long. No, that's that's the the concern that that heat inside that car can raise so quickly. But Absolutely. another thing about the summer times is that we know we can get a thunderstorm like that, and we got that pretty heavy one. Was it on Monday that right. our, uh, the rain was crazy oh, and it was down. fast and it was pretty furious? Yeah. So, what are some of those things we should be looking for, especially with you know the rain and maybe flooding and things like that? Yeah. Well, and you 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 talked about the downpour that came through and uh, the previous weekend. We had uh, between three and four inches that came down in just the Shepherdstown area, Jefferson County. Mm-hmm. I mean, everywhere else, it wasn't too bad at all. But in Shepherdstown, it was inundated with water and the drainage and, and, and so forth. And so, and with construction, with uh, the, the, uh, the building that we have going on and uh, all throughout Berkeley and Jefferson County, so much building and construction that's going on, um, when you start removing that ground, that soft earth, uh, the grasses and things like yep. that, it has nowhere to go. So any hard surfaces that are on there, they're impervious to the water. It's all going to drain down to that lowest point. And uh, whoever is down at that lowest point in those cul-de-sacs or whatever mm-hmm. is going to see it. Uh, we had reports of uh, up to two inches of rain. Of, I mean, two inches of water. I'm sorry, I misspoke. <laughs> Two foot of water around some transformers in in some of the housing developments, yeah. where it's down at the lowest point and the water has nowhere else to go until it slowly seeps into the ground or moves on, on right. downstream a little bit further. So those are the types of things. And flooding, you know, the the big thing is um, don't drive in through turn around, through don't drown. Turn turn around, don't drown. Exactly. But also, um, you know, if you're in areas that are susceptible to flooding, say uh, low-lying areas that you constantly have flooding, just be cognizant of it. When you when you see the rain is coming down so hard and it's coming down hard on your, your roof and you see those types of things, you know that those areas that generally catch all of it, and and for for uh, Jefferson County, we have several locations that uh, will will receive it, mm-hmm. especially right around town in in Charlestown. We have a couple of locations there that uh, they even have sandbags that when we when they know we're having storms, they'll pull their sandbags out to put them up against the doorways yeah. so that the water doesn't go in. Well, I was going to ask you for those people that do live, you know, at the bottom of a hill or down by the creeks or the river or something mm-hmm. like that. What are some steps? 
uh, that people can take? Maybe, and I feel like the sandbags, yes, that's the first thing that comes to mind. What are some other things that people can do to kind of help mitigate the flooding, you know, problem? Well, one thing is to to have good engineering yeah. on the developments. And, and most developments anymore will have great engineering because of it. They mm-hmm. have to, that that's one of the permitting processes that you have to have is you have to have somewhere for that storm water and it's called storm water management yeah. to go to. So the, those types of, of uh, uh, precautions are normally taken through there. But uh, I, I've been, I've been around in emergency management for a long time. I've seen um, houses up in, and this is in a former life uh, uh, being the emergency manager in Berkeley County mm-hmm. up in the Inwood area where uh, they'll have a, a home that's built on top of the ground, but they'll have their driveway going down. They'll have a, a basement with a, a carport in it, and all of the water went down into oh that area and was just funneled yeah. or channeled right down in through there. So you, you have those types of things, as well as if you know you're in an area that's uh, that has um, water in mm-hmm. uh, that, that it surrounds you a lot of times, they have sump pumps. They yeah. have they have sump holes that uh, they pump the water out and for their basements, of course. But those those types of things, and and always have a secondary uh, sump pump, battery operated, preferably for mm-hmm. your sump pump anyway, because if you have power outages, then the sump pump doesn't work either. Yeah. So if you have a battery operated one, or the sump pump goes bad, and you have t- things like this. Again, speaking with Steve Allen, director of the Jefferson County Homeland Security and Emergency Management. Uh, this was a little off topic, but I saw, I think it was up in New York City, they had a big sinkhole pop up. Oh, and yes. there were cars going into that. Now, is that kind of an area by area thing? Can, you know, are some places more susceptible to sinkholes than others? And, um, you know, with the rain, and, and I think it I think it mainly happens with rain like we had on Monday. Quick, fast, heavy rain. Is that something we should kind of have in the back of our minds? Or well, is that and, something that, you know, if you are building a house to kind of look for? Well, not only sinkholes, but and we had sinkholes um, because we had quarries yeah. around Berkeley County, especially, and we have quarries in Jefferson County. But those areas around quarries, you can have where the water just goes down into a bottomless pit and washes out. And if you have any roadway and road surfaces, as a matter of fact, by uh, in, in Berkeley County in the, the Martinsburg area, you had an area around the uh, in what we used to call Route Nine Bypass mm-hmm. at South Queen Street. There's actually an underground bridge at that location because it constantly was sinking down in Department of Highways after it was originally designed and and uh, constructed. They've had to go down through, and it dropped down so many times that they finally put a bridge underground there to support it in, in every year. So they have to go out and make sure that it hasn't sunken really? down anymore. So wow. we have those, those types of things that are going on. We also... Um, in an area above, uh, and it would be in the area, I want to say, of Hack Wilson Way. Mm-hmm. There was a sinkhole. There's uh, some some um, 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 townhouses in that area, and right along the area there, of course, that, that area was a quarry yeah. from Martin Marietta or Capital Cement or whatever years ago. Um, I mean, they're still there, of course, mm-hmm. but... Uh, uh, they they uh, worked in that area, and we've had sinkholes in through there. But but uh, when you have uh, a lot of water that's coming down, it washes out many times. Yeah. And, and uh, when, when you're talking about streams, and that's one of the other reasons for not driving through standing water. You don't know what the water has washed out underneath that road surface mm-hmm. either. We've had a couple of those in the Jefferson County area, down uh, in the, the Millville area, yep. or down along... Uh, along the Shenandoah River oh. down through there. So it, and it washes out underneath. And of course, Department of Highways has to come in and put all kinds of uh, 
riprap or they have to have other stones that are brought in mm-hmm. to bring it back up so that it doesn't sink any further. Man, well, you said you have an interest in uh, geology and things like that, and I've been... Um I don't know what it is. YouTube sends me on some weird paths sometimes, and I've been uh, watching nonstop these videos of caving, caving videos, spelunking, oh, spelunking. I guess, yeah. if oh, you will. absolutely, yes. And uh, there's a few few uh, caves around here that seems to be, especially down in Jefferson County, I think I saw, now I'm looking for maps and stuff. Now, I'm never going to go into the cave, but put that out there. I'm one too <laughs> big, can't do the claustrophobia stuff. Um, and I think it's just crazy. I'll watch people do it, but I don't yeah. think I'd ever do it. Um, there's a few caves around that, you know, I think would be pretty cool that I, I haven't found maps for or anything. But does that kind of also lead into sinkhole problems and we have things limestone. like that? Limestone is one of the, the, the problems with limestone is it washes out mm-hmm. over, over a period of time. And one of the most um, interesting caves to me in the Jefferson County area is the George Washington Cave. There is Where's a, that one at? Um, you'll have to Google it. Okay. George Washington Cave. Um, it's along, of all things, Old Cave Road. No in way. Jefferson County. You yep. never know. That's just like uh, if you go to find our tower out uh, for our sister station, 92.9 mm-hmm. um, WXDC in Berkeley Springs. Uh-huh. If right. you see Radio Station Road. That's correct. You pro- yeah. You'll probably find the tower at the end of that road. <laughs> There'll be a tower there. Exactly. Very cool. We'll have to check that out. Yeah. I don't. I would never go in unless it's big enough to like walk through. I know there's the crystal caverns and different things mm-hmm. around that you can go yeah. to um, that are very easy to do. But you're not going to see me squeezing through any foot wide holes or anything anytime soon. I was a lot smaller when uh, I had some interest in that. Ooh. Yeah. Well, you're a braver person than I am. Again, speaking with Steve Allen, Director of Jefferson County Homeland Security and Emergency Management. Before I let you go, let people know where they can go to find out you know, information. Uh, you gave me a checklist here, emergency right. supplies checklist. Um, several um, locations. If, if you're savvy on the computer, just go to ready.gov. Uh, ready.gov has a whole list of different uh, what to do in case of, as well as the FEMA.gov. And there's a FEMA app, and I, I can't speak enough about the FEMA app. That uh, it uh, will notify you if there are storms in your area. Um, I I rely on that as well as within Jefferson County we use Nixle to alert when the Weather Service sends out alerts and so forth. But we can also uh, activate it if it's not weather related, say a road closure or something like that. But uh, the FEMA.gov and uh, also uh, the Ready.gov are two great mm-hmm. websites that you can uh, go to and get a lot of great information. Perfect. Again, Steve Allen, Director of the Jefferson County Homeland Security and Emergency Management. Thank you for joining me this morning. And uh, Caveman Hikes is the name of the YouTube channel. I've been watching these guys do a bunch uh, of caving. So if, you, uh, if you're still interested, maybe got a little spare time today, go check that one out because it's, I mean, it's equal parts terrifying and interesting to watch these guys, <laughs> even though I know that they make it out safe. I don't know how they do. But, Steve, thank you for joining me this morning. It's always a pleasure, Jordan. Great to be here. Absolutely. And stick around for more Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, part of the Panhandle story for 75 years. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury mediation, 
They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their historic location downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonIntonL.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Marsha is out for the week. And uh, if you missed it, for the break, we had Steve Allen, Director of Jefferson County Homeland Security and Emergency Management, for his monthly segment, What Could Possibly Go Wrong? Unfortunately, a lot. But Steve's on to tell you how to uh, avoid or kind of... Um, I know, word of the day, mitigate some of those uh, problems. I don't know why I keep saying mitigate today, but it works. It makes me feel, I guess that would be our SAT word of the day. But I did want to bring this up, and we were talking about it at length on Panhandle Sports Live, which you can hear uh, before Panhandle Live from 8 to 9 every weekday morning. Of course, we have the West Virginia Little League State Tournament happening here at Oatsdale Park in Martinsburg. Uh, Jefferson defeated Ona Milton 5-0 last night to advance to the Final Four again in the West Virginia State Little League Tournament. Andy Roberts threw five, uh, 5.1 innings, five and a third innings. Uh, striking out nine, he didn't allow any runs. He only allowed one hit uh, and a walk. And uh, Luke Wiggs, sports reporter for WEPM, was able to catch up with Coach Lowry. And these were some of the things he had to say about um, Andy Roberts' performance last night. That was a game-time decision. <laughs> I was at work today, and I was thinking all day who I was going to start. And uh, he never, the thought never crossed my mind to start him until I, showed it, so I got out of my car. So it was kind of crazy. I thought, you know, this mound's a little steeper than the one up the hill. And he's, he's real tall. He gets downhill. I figured that could play to our advantage, ball coming down at an angle like that. And uh, he's just a dog. He's one of those kids you can put out there in that situation. He doesn't get rattled. He doesn't get phased. And I can't say enough good things about his performance tonight. Got that dog in him, as uh, they say, as the kids are saying now in sports. Got that dog in him. Got big heart. But, yeah, it was a good performance out at Jefferson last night. And they advanced to face the undefeated Hurricane team tomorrow, or, well, today, rather, at 530 p.m. at Oatsdale Park. So if you want to get out of work a little bit early, you can go check that out. Uh, it's a great facility, great place to watch a game. And as we were saying on Panhandle Sports Live, this is such a good tournament to go watch. People think, yeah, why are you going to watch Little League Baseball? You know, who cares about Little League Baseball? Well, a lot of people do. And when they get to this level, they've worked really hard and they've dedicated a lot of time, uh, you know, to get to this point. And they're playing great ball. Uh, all the teams are playing great ball down there. Unfortunately, Martinsburg uh, got knocked out of the tournament a little bit earlier this weekend, but it brought so many people into the panhandle. I mean, my goodness, there were people walking around downtown. You could tell that they were from different places because, as Little League families do, they wear nothing but their team's. Uh, gear when they're out and about. It's like you always know where a West Virginia person is no matter where you're at in the world because they're always wearing something that has the West Virginia flying WV on it. Uh, I ran into a person in, uh, where was I at? In Belgium with my buddies a couple years ago. He had a big flying WV on it. I was like, hey, where are you from? Uh, I think he actually said Hardy County, which <laughs> was kind of funny to hear that over there. But yeah, the Little League, West Virginia State Little League tournament happening uh, down at Oatsdale Park. Jefferson playing at 530. So get out of work a little early and go check that game out. It should be a fun one. But if you missed any of the show today, you can listen back a little bit later on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify page. Again, Marsh out for the week, so you'll just be hearing me for, uh, well, the whole morning, it seems, anymore <laughs> with Panhandle Sports Live before and then, of course, Panhandle Live. But for the absent Marsh Cavalli, I'm Jordan Icewarner. It's been Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Have a good one. Talk to you tomorrow.
WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here too.